it's an incredible, incredible concept that I just knew was going to change the world in so many ways and change so many children and, and teenagers' lives around the world. And so many parents as well and families. These children go home and they teach their families and they teach their parents. And I think that that is such a benefit to the parents. There's so many people who benefit from this. It's not just the child, but the whole family. A good kitchen produces good food, but a great kitchen brings people together. Welcome to Meet Me in the Kitchen, a podcast inspired by Little Kitchen Academy, exploring the key ingredients to a meaningful life and how they are changing lives from scratch. Here's my dad and your host, Scott Rintoul. You ever have a great idea? The kind of idea that makes you smile every time you think about it. Maybe it's an idea you want to write a book or a movie about, or an app that would make life easier, or maybe it's an idea for opening your own business. You believe in it, and you know how great it can be, but you're nervous. Because what if no one else sees what you see? So when you explain your idea to someone prominent in your chosen field, and they light up with the same kind of smile that you do, well, that kind of endorsement goes a long way to reinforcing your belief and giving you a much-appreciated boost of confidence to continue pursuing your dream. The name Kat Cora carries a lot of weight in the culinary world. She's long been a recognizable TV personality after becoming the first female Iron Chef in America. She's the first woman inducted into the American Academy of Chefs Hall of Fame. She's worked at multiple Michelin restaurants in Europe and has her own line of restaurants in North America. She's an author, a philanthropist, but most importantly, she's a mom, which is why Little Kitchen Academy resonated with her as a person, not just a professional. She's an ambassador, advisory board member, and honorary head of recipe development for Little Kitchen Academy. And she recently agreed to meet me in the kitchen. Here is Kat Cora. Like, honestly, I could just fill up this podcast listing your accomplishments, and this might be a tough one to get out of the gate, but which of your professional accomplishments are you most proud of? I'd have to say, well, there's several. I think, you know, really being the first female inducted into the Culinary Hall of Fame is pretty at the top of my list. I think Iron Chef was, has been fantastic. It's been a great honor to be, you know, a role model to so many women in the industry, so many young girls, and, and, and obviously a lot of male chefs as well. In breaking down barriers all through my career, I think that's been, you know, really the highlight of my career is, is, is a, a lot of those first, if you will. I think receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award from Barack Obama, President Barack Obama, is pretty high on my list as well. I can imagine. I'm wondering when you mention all of those barriers, were they very evident from the get-go or was it only as you went on in your career and achieved further and further accomplishments that you realized there were still more barriers to knock down? Oh, I think they were very evident from the very beginning, from the time I went to culinary school. I mean, I started working in restaurants before I left for culinary school in, in, in Jackson, where I grew up. Um, I was getting experience to go to culinary school at the Culinary Institute of America. And my mentor was Julia Child. At the time, I met her in Natchez, Mississippi, and she couldn't have been more incredible, mentored me, told me exactly where to go to culinary school. She said, 
the Culinary Institute of America is the Harvard of Culinary Schools. That was the original one in Hyde Park, New York, where I went to and, and studied. And I think that, yeah, I mean, that was pretty evident from the time I went to culinary school that, you know, the instructors, the male instructors, you know, my class was the largest female class they'd ever had, which was six females out of 250 males. So there were six of us. <laughs> they were not used to having women at the school. And it was very evident from the start that there were a lot of old guard instructors that were not happy about it. So that was really evident from the first moment I went to culinary school. And that wasn't just, you know, at the they, they were, you know, the Culinary Institute of America, I have to say, was amazing at immediately correcting that and retiring those that didn't accept and weren't tolerant of women being at the school. Julia Child obviously made a major impression on you. Is that where your love for cooking in the kitchen began or was it prior to that? No, it was way prior to that. I mean, she was definitely professionally a mentor, but I'd have to say my mother, my grandmother, my father, even, you know, my father was an incredible grillmeister. He taught me how to smoke meats, marinate meats, do dry rubs. You know, he could grill and smoke anything. And that was such an, and I love, you know, I'm still, you know, such a big love for me even today, you know, today with my kids, my mother and my mother was an air force brat. My, my grandmother was married to my grandfather who was a brigadier general in the air force and they traveled, you know, they, they were stationed in Tokyo, Japan and Honolulu and all over the world. And then, you know, a lot of different bases in America. So they had a very, you know, eclectic global, if you will, palette and uh, a lot of different recipes from all over the world. So they taught me a lot about global cuisine. I mean, we never really had just normal meat and potatoes in our house. It was either, you know, my father being Greek American, we had a lot of Greek food. We had a lot of different foods from all over the world. Um, so I was very blessed that I had and lucky that I had a, a whole family around me that were great cooks and bakers. Well, and I know at Little Kitchen Academy, that's the impression they want children to come away with as they develop their independence. And we will get to that. But I'm wondering for you personally, like, is there a snapshot in your mind or a moment in time when you were a child that is just a really happy place that you associate with the kitchen and cooking? Yeah, I think really my my happiest time was, you know, being in the kitchen with my mother and my grandmother. And, you know, I mean, my mom would, you know, I was rolling grape leaves and working with phyllo dough when I was seven, eight years old. And so I think, you know, cooking with my mom, baking cookies. I loved to do tea parties when I was really little. So I'd, you know, bake cookies with my mother and make everybody sit down and do tea parties. And, you know, I loved entertaining from very, very little girl. And my parents were big entertainers. Um, we didn't have a lot of money, but they had a lot of friends and a lot of fun friends. And we always had great food and, and great wine and, and, and great time. So they always had, you know, we always had an eclectic group of friends over from every walk of life, every religion, every gender, every race, every um, sexual orientation you could imagine. They were very open and tolerant. And, you know, it was just a fun, it was just a fun childhood in that way. They were just big entertainers and I loved it. And so I, that's why I know I got my love from that. And then I also had my grandfather had restaurants. My godfather had restaurants and he was, they were at our house a lot. 
And I grew up around restaurants. So I love that vibe of going in and the energy and the happiness and hearing glasses clink together and watching people laugh and just the whole energy of restaurants. I fell in love with it at a really young age. And I knew that I wanted to be a part of that. Well, and as somebody who grew up in a kitchen that everyone was welcome in as well, that's just where everyone ends up at any great party or any great gathering, isn't it? I, I'm not sure exactly why that is. You can have expansive houses, you can have tiny little houses, but everybody winds up there, don't they? It's true. It's true. I mean, you know, I think that that is, you know, exactly where people end up because it's where, you know, it really is true that cliche of, which is not really cliche that the kitchen is the heart of the home, but it really is the central, you know, part of the home because I think that's where really a lot of the, happiness just kind of begins and flows out to the rest of the house. So I think, you know, it's just a fun place to be cooking. And we do a lot of cooking at our house. You know, I have six, you know, six boys and, you know, we are always cooking and baking and, you know, spending a lot of time um, in the kitchen and they're big eaters. So obviously I'm cooking. I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm running a small restaurant in my house <laughs> every day, <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm cooking and running an assembly line. So yeah, it's, you know, it's just special though. I really, I love cooking at home. I cook a lot at home, contrary to what a lot of people may think, you know, because it's my, what I do for a living, but I really love to, it's really a sweet spot for me. And I enjoy doing that. It's a very Zen for me to come home and cook and I get an instant gratification because my boys love to eat. And so they'll eat anything I put in front of them. And yeah, they don't really care that I'm an iron chef. They'll still give me critiques every once in a while. You know, mom, that wasn't your best, but they still eat it <laughs> no matter what. You know, they, it, it's fun. It's really, really the best. It's the best time. It's quality of life around food and it's quality of life around family. And really at the end of the day, you know, with the fame, the fortune, this, that, at the end of the day, none of that matters. At the end of the day, it's really about family. And that's what it's become for me. It's really about family. I agree with you entirely. And because of that fame and fortune that you alluded to, I'm sure you've had numerous people, numerous companies over the years approach you. They want to partner with you and you have to make choices. And some you say yes to, and some you say no to. Little Kitchen Academy, why is that a good fit for you? First of all, I've always been a big proponent of education in every way, shape, and form. My mother was, she had her doctorate in nursing, and she was a nurse practitioner who taught graduate nursing at the University Medical Center in Jackson, uh, Mississippi. And my dad was a 10th grade world history teacher. And so both being scholars and teachers and scientists, and they were extremely, they were both intellects, they were both into the arts, they were both into education. And, you know, I've always loved education. I always dream about going back to school for something, you know, <laughs> but uh, I'm a little busy to do that, but I always dream about an MBA or a law degree or something. I don't know, but I, it's just a dream. But I think that it's, I love education and I think that educating our generation, our next generations is so, so important and especially in the culinary field. And, you know, it does create an independence. I mean, the culinary arts is so you know, I think a lot of people think it of it as a, you know, a luxury or it's a hobby. It's not. It really is something that is an incredible career. It can be incredible business and finance. And there's so many great careers that can come out of it. I see it. I've, I've lived it. I've, you know, I'm a part of that world. When I was approached by Brian and Felicity to be a part of Little Kitchen Academy and they told me about 
their vision, I fell in love with it immediately. I said, we need this all over the world for children and teens. And I immediately wanted to be a part of it. I had dreamed and thought about this. I didn't have the bandwidth to do anything like this and to this level. And for me, this was a perfect way for me to join in on something incredible, revolutionary, innovative, something that's going to change the world, something's going to change lives, changing lives from scratch, creating independent people in the world, young people. And I just really wanted to be a part of it. I knew that immediately. So I was so happy when we were able to do that together. Well, and it seems to fuse two of your great passions in life, your family, which is obviously your children and cooking, which has been your career and a passion for you from seemingly day one. For you, Kat, why is it important for you to help children discover who they are through cooking as a vehicle? Well, I mean, I raised my kids that way. I spent a lot of time in the kitchen with my children, and it was a time for us to bond. I was able to teach them a lot about science. I was able to teach them a lot about math um, with measurement. I was able to teach them about how to be self-sufficient, time management, organizational skills. I mean, the list goes on of all the skills and that you learn from cooking. And it's also a way to have communication with your children. When your head is down and you're cooking together side by side, you tend to be able to have a great conversation. You, we had great conversations that way versus looking at your children as if, okay, I'm waiting for the answer. How is school? What's going on in school? Versus just having an open, organic conversation with your children while you're baking cookies or while you're making a quiche, or whatever you're making um, with them, and you're also doing something, you're creating a meal together. You're teaching them, again, about life skills, and you're also getting to bond and have a great conversation and a meaningful conversation with them. And that's what you know quality time is about. And I think that that is why I think this is so important. You know, seeing those children and those teens in there from A to Z, from start to finish, is it's a miracle. I mean, watching it, it is what what they're doing is is nothing short of a miracle and teaching these children these skills and they will never forget it. They will pass it on to their families. They'll pass it on to their parents. <laughs> they're passing it on to their friends. And it's just a domino effect throughout the world. And it's creating something beautiful in the world and and, and and creating people that are healthy, that can think for themselves, that are independent, that are balanced. You know, it's great for their mental health, for their confidence, all of those things. And, you know, when we see such horrific tragedies like we saw in Texas yesterday, when we see those kinds of things happening to young teens or those kinds of things happen, I mean, to young children from an 18-year-old teen, we need more of these programs around the world, especially in our country. So, you know, that's why Little Kitchen Academy is so important. That's one of thousands of reasons. When you walk into a cooking class, because you've been in many and you've taught many, and especially ones for kids, when you walk into a cooking class, Kat, what do you want to see? I want to first see smiling faces. I want to see just a passion. And that passion doesn't have, they, there can be an intensity of like, I'm so focused. But focus and, and the, the smiles, that just that feeling that 
there's a passion happening in the room, you know, that there, there's, there's just this energy and this vibration happening in the room that you can't really put your, you can't really explain except the fact that it's just, you know, this wonderful thing happening called, you know, cooking and togetherness and learning. And it's just so wonderful. I mean, that's what I love to see. I love to see people working together, even though they're individual and they're working at their own station. It's like a well-oiled machine just running together. They're all working on for a common goal. And I think it's just, it's incredible to see that. And this is what I see every time I walk into a little Kitchen Academy class. I see this intense faces, but they're so happy. They're so into it. And they can focus for three hours. Three-year-olds focusing for three hours. It's incredible to watch. It is so incredible. And they want more. They want to they want to keep going if they could. I love that passion that I see and that energy that I feel in the room. And it is just nothing like it. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. It certainly is. I agree with that 100%. And as you mentioned before, you're a dedicated mother of six. I'm wondering, because I'm a parent myself, and this is sort of the way you judge things at times, and I wonder if this applied to Little Kitchen Academy ever at all. How much of a litmus test is it for you, the thought of, would I put my kids in this class? Oh, my gosh. I wish this was around. I wish Little Kitchen Academy. I mean, it, my, we have put our kids, in, the teenagers, in, in Little Kitchen Academy, and they had a blast. And of course, absolutely, this is definitely, it's not even a question if I had my kids in. I wish this Little Kitchen Academy existed when our kids were, you know, three years old and up. I would have had them in every single year, every single session. So absolutely, I mean, it's not even a question. I would have just loved it. I mean, I did a lot at home with them, but it would have been also amazing for them to be in a group, in a club, if you will, you know, learning and being with a lot of like-minded kids that just love cooking. I mean, just can't get enough of it. And so that's what I enjoy seeing so much is just the love of cooking and food and creating with these children and these teenagers. Well, and I think that harkens back to something you were saying a few minutes ago. In a world that can be very divisive, we need to find more commonalities. And one thing that is certain, no matter where you're from or who you are, we all need to eat. And if you have a good relationship with food and you have a comfort in the kitchen and around other people, there are a lot of differences that can be solved. And I'm sure you found this traveling around the planet the way that you have, that it is a common language in and to a, of itself and it brings people together. Absolutely. I mean, I've been in so many different, I've traveled all over the world and been in so many countries where I didn't speak the language and they didn't speak the language. They didn't speak English. And, but we had no problem communicating around food. When I did my apprenticeships in France in three-star Michelin restaurants at Georges Blancs and Roger Verger, I didn't speak French really very well at all. And most of them didn't speak very good English, but we knew how to cook together. We knew how to eat together. You know, we knew how to communicate. It's just a, it's a language all into itself. It's like love. Love is a universal language. You don't need to speak the same language to fall in love. You don't need to speak the same language to love cooking and to cook together. I've been in, you know, Greece with my family who still lives in Greece. My aunt, my cousins, they don't speak English at all. And I don't speak fluent Greek, but we have no problem communicating about food. And I've been all over the world in Thailand and, you know, Italy and, India and Morocco. I mean, you name it. I've been there and, you know, I didn't speak those languages, but 
I had no problem finding amazing food. And the locals had no problem knowing that I was a chef communicating their love of their local food. So I think that that is, that's the beauty that we all share as a, as a planet, that we have this commonality around food and the love of food. And it's universal. It certainly is. And I'm glad you brought up the word love because I'm wondering what you love today. You've worked in prestigious restaurants in France. You've been in culinary competitions. You've hosted television shows on multiple networks. You've taught people. You've opened restaurants. I'm wondering today, as we talk in 2022, what part of the culinary industry provides you the most enjoyment? You know, I think it's, well, I mean, I like I said, I love Little Kitchen Academy because it's a whole nother level of, it's educating the world about something that's been my career and my love all my life. And to see the next generations, you know, falling in love with it and being able to be actually educated in it at a, such a young age. They didn't have to wait like me to be 24, 25 when they went to culinary school. They are starting at three years old. So I think that that in itself, that's what I'm really in love with right now. I feel like that is so brilliant that these children are so blessed and these teenagers are so blessed to start at such a young age learning how to cook and really learning the techniques and learning the foundation of cooking. And it's not just a little cooking school they go to. It's, it's a real education. It's an academy. That's just an incredible gift. I wish that I had that growing up. I wish that my children had that when they were three years old. So that's what I'm really, I'm in love with watching it expand. I'm in love with watching everyone around this country and the world now get to have Little Kitchen Academy in their backyard to get to experience it and get to have their children and their friends' children and the children of the commun- their communities get to experience this. And we're spreading this around the world. And education in culinary schools and in the Little, in Little Kitchen Academy in the culinary industry and creating this idea that this isn't a hobby. This is a, an industry. This is a career And that's what I I think is just so exciting. Well, I only observed you live in person interacting with children on one occasion. But what I did notice and have never forgotten to this day is that despite the fact you've been in situations and scenarios like that all of the time, how quickly you were immersed in whatever that child you were talking to or instructing or having a conversation with was doing in this world that's so busy, and yours is probably busier than most, do you find that it's very easy to be present when you're with a child in that environment? Oh, yeah. I think that over the years, it's been easier for me. And as I mature and as I have my own children, as I've had my own children, um, and as I've been able to find more balance within myself, not the world around me, you can only you know, you can only find your own balance and then the world is going to be what the world is. But I've been able to slow down and be present more in those moments than I was when I was a young chef, you know, or a young person, obviously. So yeah, I absolutely. And, and they're just, it's just so to watch these children are just so it's fascinating. Like you to see these young kids so immersed in this and so in it and so committed. It's so fascinating. Like I can't look away. (laughs) I'm just so fascinated by it and impressed and in awe of it. So yeah, I do find it very easy to be just very present in those moments. 
It's on the bottom of everybody who's a part of Little Kitchen Academy's email signature. And it's also the question that gets asked of every single person on this podcast. So I will ask you it now. What's the one ingredient that's always in your kitchen and why? Oh, I have to say citrus is always in my kitchen. And I think that's because growing up Greek American, I think that that is, that's something that's just always representative of the Greek heritage is, is lemons and citrus. And it's something that for me, I always have on hand. I always have a big bowl of citrus. And I think that it's one thing that I just absolutely find is delicious in everything, whether it's squeezing it on a fresh piece of grilled fish or putting it in a cocktail or whatever it is, it, it brightens everything. And I just think they're just, you know, they make me happy when I look at lemons. I mean, they're just so bright and yellow and beautiful. Something about it makes me happy. And limes too, and tangerines. I think, it, you know, grapefruit, it's just such a, they're just so diverse. And I think that citrus is, it makes, it enhances food without the calories, without the sodium, without all of the other stuff. It's just the perfect ingredient for, you know, just finishing something. And I love it. It's always an interesting part of the podcast when we have this discussion because some people put a food item and other people put a characteristic or a trait. And you've mentioned a number of them already. It, it seems to me that that either love or passion is always in your kitchen as well. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's true. I think that, you know, I, we, we have a lot of love in our family. We have, you know, that's just, again, it's all about peace and love for us, family, food. And I think that the world is so full of uncertainty and fears. And I think that when you have your home, your home should be your place where you come and have peace and comfort and safety and a place where you can just really be loving and caring and nurturing. And it should be a place where you're nurtured and everyone should feel that way. Sadly, that's not true around the world, but I really try to create that in our household, because I think it's so important to, you know, we talk a lot about mental health. And I think it's so important to my children's mental health, that this is the place, this is their soft place to land when they come to my home, you know, when they're coming here, and they're with me, that's their soft place to land. And it's a place where they can escape the rest of the world. No matter what's going on out there, they can come behind the closed doors of our home, we cook together, we love each other, we nurture each other, and they get some peace. Well, and the importance of that has really been reinforced over the last couple of years, hasn't it? None of us could have foreseen the global pandemic coming, so we have been in our homes, and we have been with our families probably more than most people have for the bulk of their lifetime, and for that to be a happy place, the importance of that has really been underscored, hasn't it? It has been, I think. I mean, that was the most incredible experience. What started off being, you know, scary and, you know, I mean, the pandemic was scary in so many ways. I think the silver lining, if there was one, was that, you know, we didn't have to travel. We, you know, we got a chance to not travel and actually be home with our children. And I got a chance to be home with my children and, and spend a lot of quality time with them that I have never been able to do full time. You know, being the sole breadwinner, I had to go out and work my whole life. I've been working since I'm 14. So I think that was an amazing silver lining of COVID is really spending so much quality time with my children and family. I think that that gave us a chance to really, it, it just became the new normal in so many ways. Even though the world is opening up, I do believe it changed the paradigm in a lot of ways, though. 
I agree with you. And prior to the global pandemic is the first time we met because we met for the first time at the opening of Little Kitchen Academy in Vancouver, June of 2019. As I mentioned, we couldn't have foreseen the last couple of years and the circumstances that surrounded. But at that time, which was a celebration of the first ever location, where did you think Little Kitchen Academy was going to be three years later? Wow. I mean, I always believed that it was just going to soar. I mean, I just never thought it wasn't. And I just saw this formula that I knew would work. It was so streamlined and so simple, yet so brilliant. And I think that's why I wanted to be a part of it from the very beginning. I think Brian and Felicity had it. The vision was so tight that I was like, this is going to take off. This is just going to soar. I I always knew that. I always really had faith that it was going to, and a foresight that it was going to expand and and be incredible. Well, and the kids experience this, but it's interesting with the adults because as adults, we have a level of cynicism, not to suggest you did with this, but as adults, anytime we put our kids into some type of activity, we look at it with a little bit more of, a cynical eye than perhaps a child would look at it. And it's amazing to see the reaction from parents because once they see their children involved, they get it, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Once you see it in action, it's immediate. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Once you see it happening, once you see the children on their stools, around their stoves, or around their little cutting boards, it's just, you get it right away. There's no gray area. It is just, it is, it's a tight formula, extremely streamlined. It is absolutely brilliant. And it's an incredible, incredible concept that I just knew was going to change the world in so many ways and change so many children and and teenagers' lives around the world. And so many parents as well and families. Because I think that what happens, these children go home and they teach their families and they teach their parents. And I think that that is such a benefit to the parents and especially the parents who are busy, parents who don't, you know, maybe didn't grow up in the family I grew up with. So never had someone to really teach them about cooking. They might be a little bit timid in the kitchen or not so sure about the kitchen. So through our children, we never want to let our children down. So it's an incredible way to get parents to try something as well is through their children, telling them it's okay. You know, let me show you this. I got this. Let me show you. And I think that leads the parents along and just flows out to the family. And so it's really, there's so many people who benefit from this. It's not just the child, but the whole family. It's not just technology they can teach us about. I think we all remember setting the VCR for our parents, and now we're living it with our kids teaching us about all these things. It's so true. It's so true. I mean, uh, yeah, my kids had to teach me about TikTok and I mean, everything like, you know, I mean, I, I, I set this up myself. It was amazing. I think my kids were so impressed. I set this microphone up myself for the podcast. But yeah, other than that. Yeah. Well, you've done a very good job with that and many other things as well. And one of those is philanthropy. You mentioned how children are going to change the world. Philanthropy does change the world as well. And it's been a big part of your life. When Felicity and Brian laid out their plan for Little Kitchen Academy, how important was that piece of the puzzle that philanthropy was going to be a part of it? Oh, I think that that was definitely such an incredible bonus. I mean, I think that Little Kitchen Academy alone is giving back to the world in such a big way. But yes, I mean, it's always nice when 
there is a charity arm to something, to a project or to a concept that you're a part of, because that's just a double give as far as I'm concerned. You're, you're giving back even more. I love that. I love that they're giving back. I love that the kids get to decide who they want to give back to. And there can never be enough charity work in the world. <clears throat> There's so much need in the world, all over the world, here and, you know, in America, Canada, all over the world. You know, there's just so much need. I've always grown up. My parents were very charitable. They didn't have a lot of money, but they were always giving back in some way. It, it was just something that we always, as a family, I grew up with being charitable. So I wanted to absolutely do that in my career because I think it's my responsibility and obligation. I have a voice. I can do a lot in the world to raise awareness. And so I think that that's extremely important when you have a voice of some kind and a platform to to raise awareness for, for people in need. Well, and that's very much aligned with everything that's taught at Little Kitchen, isn't it? Whether you're sharing a meal with someone, whether you're sharing some money with someone, whether you're sharing your time with someone, these are ways that we can all help each other. Absolutely. And I think that that's so important. I love that that's part of their philosophy. And you know, we all, you know, want to be part of making the world a better place. And I think that that's one part of making the world a better place, along with Little Kitchen Academy as a whole, which is doing, you know, incredible work for teaching the next generation life skills and creating independent individuals and happy individuals, individuals that are balanced, that are going out, out into the world. And I think that that is the reason why I am so committed to Little Kitchen Academy and to Brian Felicity's vision. So you are always, I shouldn't say always, but you are almost always the person who is preparing the meal and serving others and, and spreading everything you know to people around you that you care about. I'm wondering when Kat Cora walks into a friend's house or another person's home, what makes you feel comfortable? What does somebody do in their home that makes you feel at ease right away? I think when they're not too you know, nervous about cooking for me, I'm, I'm one of these people who just is happy to have somebody cook for me. I'm not judging anything. I mean, there's no judgment. There's just like, just happy to be cooked for, you know, or happy to be on the other side of the kitchen and every once in a while. So I just appreciate anyone who makes an effort and is, you know, making an effort to nurture me for a minute. And so, yeah, I just appreciate good hospitality fun, you know, just casual, super casual, nothing too fancy, just a fun, easy, easy night. Well, you were very hospitable to my daughter when you met her. She was five at the time. She's now eight. You told her in 10 years, I'll have a job for you. You can come work for me. So she's seven years away and then I'm sending her to you. Absolutely. Send her, send her along. We're ready. We'll be, we'll be ready for her. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Kat, for doing this today. You've been very generous with your time. I really appreciate it. And thanks for the conversation. Well, Scott, thank you so much. This has been a great interview. I love Little Kitchen Academy. And we're going to keep making the world a better place out there and creating independent children. Meet Me in the Kitchen is curated and produced by Toolkit Content. You can find more information about Little Kitchen Academy, including classes, locations, employment, and franchise opportunities at littlekitchenacademy.com. What's the one ingredient that's always in your kitchen? 